With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, podcast folks? It's the Outkick the Coverage podcast here on this Wednesday. On the show today, we talked a lot about the XFL's long-term viability, plus what Drew Brees' news. He's returning to the Saints, what that means for him, what it means for Teddy Bridgewater, what it means for Taysom Hill, and also tons more on Rob Manford's very, very bad month. And if you didn't know LeBron James, that dude's in sports. Enjoy the podcast. It's Wednesday, folks. We are coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We're off and rolling here midway through the work week. At the end of today, you'll be closer to the end of the week than you are to the beginning. That's always a positive. Jason Martin and Jeff Schwartz, who you hear laughing. In the background, he's down in Dallas, Texas. I am here in Nashville, Tennessee. The crew is out in L.A. and W. Yarbrough is here with me in the Music City. Clay Travis is in Mexico with his family. We're here for the next couple of days. And this is the interesting season, Jeff, because we don't technically know what's going to happen from day to day. I know that's true in sports a lot of times, but there are times of the year where you just kind of have a sense, generally, what you're going to be speaking about. Correct. This time of year, you don't know. Sometimes you get something that's just unbelievable, and sometimes you're kind of digging around and looking for what's interesting and what's entertaining. And I think that there are some things that are timely, and then we pretty much, within a few hours of us finishing up yesterday on the radio, Drew Brees is coming back. And I think that's where we can go because we didn't ever get to Tom Brady yesterday. We didn't talk about Phillip Rivers yesterday. We didn't talk about some of these quarterbacks that we are seeing. If it's not the end, we're seeing near the end of their career. And Breeze sat back and thought about this for a few weeks and decided he wants to run it back at least one more time with the Saints. I think one of the hardest things to do in all of sports is to walk away when you still think you can play even if it's the right decision to make. Drew Brees has certainly earned the right to go out on his own terms, at least until he can't play anymore. And we don't know if that's the case. But generally, historically, when quarterbacks fall, 
it's not gradual and it's not pretty. It's usually off a cliff and it's a plummet to the surface. I don't know if we're there with Drew Brees yet. Drew Brees certainly doesn't think so. But again, there are very few John Elways who have walked away after winning a Super Bowl. It just doesn't happen very often. What are your initial takeaways about Brees coming back to this offense at least for one more year to make a run? When considering probably a couple weeks before the end of the regular season, you and I had a discussion and we said we think the Saints might be in the Super Bowl from the NFC this past season. <laughs> I mean, I think that's that's it right there, right? Is They have a team capable of winning the Super Bowl. I don't think he comes back if he believes his team doesn't have a shot to win the whole thing. Because at his age, he doesn't have to play. He wants to play to win a Super Bowl. And he knows that broadcasting will be his thing if he wants it when he's done playing. And that's one thing as well. I'm sure he talked to Romo. I'm sure he talked to other ex-quarterbacks that are doing the broadcasting gig. And they probably all told him, dude, if you can still play, continue to play. Because... You, you'll never get this time back, right? If you, if you can still play, you will regret retiring early if you still think you have a chance to win another Super Bowl or a Super Bowl at all. And I think he realizes that his team is good. He has obviously great chemistry with Sean Payton. He's able to continue to play in that dome, which obviously helps him very much, and run it back for another year, maybe another year or two. You know, they add a couple pieces on offense for him. Uh, you know, Michael Thomas obviously is outstanding, but they need a couple pieces to help him. And they're right back in the you know in the playoffs, and and they're ready to you know to to win out. There is some talk. I'm going to write about this this year about you know Sean Payton gets an awful easy pass for some of the playoff woes the Saints have had since their last Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl I think, 11 years ago now. Um, and yeah, it's been a while. And he gets a pass for a lot of their foes. They've lost as over a touchdown favorite now in the playoffs multiple times. Um, once in Seattle with the Beast, the Beast Quake game, um, this year against the Vikings. Um, they've lost an awful lot of games as big favorites in the playoffs, which is hard to do and hard to do multiple times. So I, I, I wonder if Sean Payne starts getting questioned a little bit about his, his coaching ability. He had that stretch where it went 7-9 three years in a row. But it makes total sense for, for Drew to come back. Of course they want him back. Uh, no guys... Their third-string quarterback, Taysom Hill, is not a future star in the NFL. He's not the answer if Drew Brees were to leave. Um, that's such silly talk right now, and uh, I hope that uh, the people that are spreading those those thoughts about Taysom Hill are getting paid very well by his public relations department. Um, no way that a 31-year-old player who has 13 career passes in three seasons is going to be the future quarterback of any team. Um, you know, they, they thought so highly of Taysom Hill that when Teddy Bridgewater became the quarterback for five weeks, Taysom Hill saw the field one time through one pass. And it didn't see the field one time, but through one pass. Um, so that that's not happening. There was no other there was no other option for the Saints besides obviously Bridgewater and, and Breeze is Breeze is better than him. So good for the Saints, good for Breeze. Running back again, very talented team, um, will be maybe the favorite to win the NFC. Back to the Taysom Hill argument. Is that just Sean Payton playing around, trying to figure out how much smarter he thinks he is than everybody else with the way that he utilized him? Because there were times when he would come in. Now, obviously, when he came in in the postseason, he actually had a nice, he had a pretty solid performance in that game, but 
He's more of a gadget. He's more of just kind of a gimmick yeah. kind of guy, at least the way he's employed. But it seems like many teams would not utilize him at all. And it's it, this is Sean Payton wanting to show his football acumen, or am I reading that incorrectly? It is very surprising how much they use him, in my opinion. Even Troy Aikman in the playoff game, right before he takes him through the pass, he said, "You know, you know," he said, "Like, like, you know, Joe." Um, I'd never take Drew Brees out. And obviously, Taysom Hill had the had the big completion. And I'm with I'm with Troy. I, I I'm I'm shocked at how often they use Taysom Hill um, when it feels like Drew Brees is rolling. It doesn't feel like there's sometimes a rhyme or reason when they put him in. Now, obviously, he, he hit the big completion, and was, by the way, it was a severely underthrown ball. It wasn't a good ball, but obviously a big explosive play they needed at that moment. I think that the reason why. It, in my opinion, it works. And the reason why I, I would do this as a coach as well is you put him in for three or four plays a game, and what it does is it forces the defense to have to spend a ton of time preparing for that specific package. And it, it forces them to spend less time preparing for your entire offense. And that's why some of the some of the teams do. Plus, look, they, they gain yards. It's not like they don't gain yards on these plays, but that's I think a big right. reason why they do it is it, it forces defenses to have to to have to prepare extra for three or four plays or a package of plays, and they don't know what the plays are always going to be week to week. But there's there's a small amount of offense that's in for Taysom Hill each week, right? He runs two or three run plays, a couple pass plays, maybe. That's it. That's, that's the package each week. It's not some ginormous package. He's not running the base offense. Um, and I think it's just Sean Payne just trying to mess with the defense. Well, I think there's something to the effect that if you've got some, if you have a defense having to account for you and pay attention to what you're doing when it's such a small section of what the Saints are actually going to do when they go out onto the field. But you have to pay attention to it because those three or four plays could turn into a couple of gigantic games that flip a field. Then it does become strategically effective to use him. But it seems so unthinkable to me that you would ever bench a quarterback like Drew Brees. I mean, we're not talking about a marginal quarterback here in the league where you know, the old adage that if you have two quarterbacks, you have zero. You have a quarterback. Like You, you have a quarterback that many teams in the league would covet ever having at any point in the history of their franchise and you're benching him for this dude that's going to go out there and be gimmickry but at the same time it has proved beneficial although we haven't seen the saints in the super bowl since as you mentioned 11 years ago yeah um again it's a change up for the offense it allows them to be a little more flexible allows them to, to do some different things you know on on when they run the ball with Taysom Hill they often get an extra blocker because the quarterback becomes a runner so there's some advantages to playing him in the manner they do it it's not a lot and like i said the offense is still through Drew Brees this whole story about being a star man like i don't i don't guys Taysom Hill is not Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson he's the only guy who's Lamar Jackson there's no one like him no one is as good an athlete as Lamar. Um, and so the idea that you could just bring in Taysom Hill to your offense, <coughs> excuse me, and he's all of a sudden going to be some Lamar Jackson is just not the way that works in the NFL. And, and I do, I just, I just, I don't understand why Florio is pushing this so vigorously that Taysom was a future star. Um, he's going to be, you know, he's going to get a restricted free agent uh, number 
He's worth about five to six million dollars a year. It's all I pay him. He's a special teams guy. If he if if Sean Payton loved him so much as just a quarterback, a he would have gone in for Drew Brees when Brees got hurt, and b he wouldn't be on special teams all the time. Right. So how much do you think? All right. So we know how good Michael Thomas is, especially when married to Drew Brees. But we also saw he played well with Teddy Bridgewater. There are expectations out there. I know ESPN did their yeah. kind of their pre-column where they say they're expecting a holdout for Alvin Kamara. If that's trouble, which I don't know if they get that worked out fairly early or not, he's going into the last year of his rookie deal. But you've got Thomas there. But one of the things that we noticed about the Saints last year, and it may have been what ultimately dogged him, is outside of Thomas and outside of Kamara, there wasn't much there. They yeah. didn't have a lot of depth at the wide receiver position. It's something that they're certainly going to have to address sooner rather than later. But prognosticate how much, or just maybe estimate in your own opinion, how much do you think Drew Brees does have left? You mentioned maybe two years. Do you think he has two years of decent to good football left in him? Um, I think we talked about this on this show, the idea of a quarterback basically sitting out in the middle of the season like Brees did this year and how fresh it made him compared to two years ago when it felt like his arm kind of died. Um, I I think that Drew Brees is going to you – know, he's, he's an older quarterback. His arm strength is going to die as the season goes on. And so I think he still has a lot left in the tank as far as his ability and, and his need to play, his want to play. Obviously, his mental side is going to be really good. But they do need to get him another weapon, um, <laughs> either you know at tight end. Cook's okay at tight end or wide receiver. And this is a very deep wide receiver class uh, in the draft. It feels like a great year to snag yourself a wide receiver. Uh, no doubt. With Thomas. And so that's, I think, their priority this offseason. Their offensive line is good. I, I, I would not pay Kamara. Um, I, I think building your team via paying running backs, either as a free agent or as a second contract, um, makes no sense whatsoever. Well, it, it's uh, we're seeing that across the league. When I was reading the <clears throat> the NFL Nation reporters from ESPN, like all of the individual reporters for the teams, and what they thought should happen during the offseason. I read two things back-to-back in the same division that just showed you uh, an indicator that what you're saying is certainly not off the reservation. One was that Arizona's desperately trying to get out of the David Johnson business at this point, and right underneath it, the Rams in the very same NFC West division are in an awful spot from a cap perspective and otherwise with Todd Gurley. And those are two guys that, look, they were tops of the fantasy. Probably won your fantasy league at least once in the last three years or were one of the reasons for it. And now both those teams can't wait to get away from those running backs. Um, Zeke didn't end up doing nearly as much, I, I think, as most people expected. Bell didn't certainly pay off with all the other problems that were going on in New York. Like it, I, I feel like what we've come to when it comes to running backs is running backs are a luxury that yes. if you can somehow make it happen, that's good, but they're not a necessity in terms of you've got to have a top-flight running back on your team to be able to compete in this league. I don't think so. I think at this point it's the fancy sports car that you can get yes. if you have other things buttoned up, and it becomes a hugely beneficial thing if you're there, but to splurge for that car first just makes no sense. 
And I, Jason, I would even argue that it's not even worth the splurge if you have the money. I mean, if you have some money and you, and I know there's a floor you have to spend, so you have to spend money if you're a team sometimes. Or it's kind of a rolling three-year period. We have to spend the money, I think rolling four-year period. Is that try to get yourself another cornerback, another pass rusher, uh, mm-hmm. another offensive lineman. I mean, look at the Super Bowl. Two undrafted free agents at at running back that Damian Williams people argued and, and I think wrongfully so that <coughs> excuse me should have been the MVP of the game. You do not need to have a stud running back. I see a lot of these, not stud, but a highly drafted or highly paid running back to win in the NFL. You do not need that. You need a, a good left tackle. You need multiple cornerbacks. You need multiple pass rushers. You need a quarterback, obviously. You need a tight end. I mean, there's things you need ahead of a running back all the time. All the time. And you, if I was running a team, Jason, I would never pay a running back a second contract or draft a running back in the first round. Never, ever. I don't care how good they are. I don't care if it's Jim Brown. And this now, in today's day and age, Adrian Peterson, there's no point in doing that. Saquon Barkley has, he's like, they're, they've won eight games in two years. He's been there since he's played. Like, what? He's not helping them win. I'm going to ask you a running back question when we come back, and we'll be able to we'll be able to jump back onto that. I also want to ask, what does this mean for Teddy Bridgewater, and what's going to happen there as well? Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. That's nine nine six six three six nine. You can tweet Jeff at Jeff Schwartz. You can find me at JMartZone, and you can find us again in about five minutes. We'll be right back here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Little express yourself here on a hump day. Welcome back, Outkick the Coverage Radio Program. Appreciate you joining us wherever you are. If you miss any part of the program, subscribe to and download the Outkick the Coverage of Clay Travis podcast through your podcast catcher of choice. Don't miss a second of the shenanigans here. Also, FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app. You can listen to us in innumerable ways. It seems like we welcome you back in. Clay's back on Monday. Jeff Schwartz is with me. I'm Jason Martin. Host of the Jason Martin Show, heard here Sunday mornings, 3 to 6 a.m. Eastern Time. Jeff, you hear all over the place. And you read his stuff at SB Nation, and you listen to the Jeff Schwartz is Smarter Than You podcast. How's the cast going, my friend? Um, it's going good. We'll be back next week. We're making a couple yeah. little tweaks here and there. Um, that uh, I'll tell you what, man. The business of all this stuff is uh, quite fascinating. So um, we'll... Uh, we're supposed to be back, I believe, next week. Uh, I should have announced something that we'll be kind of have a, like a little two-week hiatus. Um, but we'll be back next week. We'll have, I think, a little bit new format on Thursdays. Uh, you know, one podcast is free right now. It's through The Athletic on Tuesdays. I believe both will be free, and Thursday we'll have 
uh, a new different format. Uh, we're kind of going to combine a podcast or two together uh, to make one new one. So yeah, a lot of things happening. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun to do that podcast. I know people get turned off by the title or just what it is, what it is. It's just people have no sense of humor, Jeff. I know it's it's really you know, it's so funny people like if you can't laugh at Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you what can you laugh at I, and I also find it funny that people like that they they just they, I've said this many times on Twitter if you get offended by my podcast at all that's it's supposed to offend you like it's supposed to make you upset like that you're the person exactly um, who I'm supposed to you know get upset about so it's it's great I love doing it uh, it's a lot of fun to do um, and yeah we'll have a little I think we'll have a new format coming forward that'll that'll be fun for the the listeners. Dill, we got a phone call. We sure do. We got Jeff in Indiana wanting to weigh in on Taysom Hill. Jeff, what's up, my friend? Hey, what's going on, guys? We're doing good, man. It's your time, I can barely Jeff. hear you. Hopefully you can hear me. Yep. Well, I just want to say that uh, Taysom Hill, and I'm looking through the years of uh, football when you look at the uh, the uh, Wildcat and you look at, uh, I believe it was maybe the Wishbone where they put the option in and you think about those quarterbacks who, you know, transition to wide receiver. Isn't that the same what Taysom Hill is doing, which makes him such an asset, even if he was uh, maybe trade bait in the future? And, uh, again, I appreciate the show. I can't hear you, but thanks, guys. All right, well, we'll work on so that issue. But the, to his point, wild, Jeff. The Wildcat was around 2008, I believe, um, and it worked for like two weeks and never worked again. Like, it, it, it's, it's something – this gimmick stuff – gets figured out eventually. Now, you'll say Lamar Jackson, what he did this year, he won the MVP, deserved the MVP. Um, but we have said for a while now that a lot of us in the NFL, ex-players, did not trust this offense in the playoffs for whatever reason, mostly because the playoffs are a different animal, man. The focus, the intensity, um, you know, having being able to do multiple things. I mean, look at the, look, look at the Super Bowl, right? Um, one team on offense was able to do multiple things very well, pass the ball and run the ball, and they were very scheme-diverse. Other team was able to pass the ball okay and run the ball very well. well. The team that was able to do more on offense won that game, and the Ravens at times get bogged down if they get behind, which is against the Titans, and, and that was the end of the game. So I don't see anyone building an offense around what Baltimore does unless you have a Lamar Jackson athlete. And I will say one last thing before I, we, we've talked enough about Baltimore and their offense. Um, Bill Belichick, right? We, we, people in the NFL revere him. We know obviously what he's done in the NFL and um, he, he designed a defense entering last season and we'll see if he changes it this year. They have a lot of moving parts on, on their team. They got to figure out. He designed a defense specifically to stop the chiefs, right? Multiple defensive backs that play good man coverage, multiple defenders in, in the, the, the front seven that can move and be interchangeable and try to fool Mahomes into different things, rush the passer a different way, you know, get, make Mahomes uncomfortable in the pocket. He did not build a defense to stop the Ravens. He did not build a defense to stop the Titans rushing attack. He built a defense to stop the Chiefs because he knows that is the team, that's the offense that is more explosive when it, when it comes down to it. That should tell you right away what people in the NFL think about Baltimore Ravens' offense. And no, I do not think someone's going to hire Taysom Hill 
to run that version of an offense as a full-time thing in the NFL. Yeah, the Trey Bay thing, it just seems like Hill's sort of in a good spot to do what he's being asked to do. And that's about it. Like, I don't think Taysom Hill's going to lead a team to the playoffs as their starting quarterback. However, a guy that you could argue helped lead his team to the playoffs and to the AFC Championship game is Derrick Henry. And we were talking about running backs and not paying him a second contract. And I know where you've been on this. Derrick Henry tells Rich Eisen a couple of weeks ago that Zeke is the floor, meaning Zeke's contract money is the floor. You hear that and say what? Congratulations. I mean, I... I my my floor is is what Rich Eisen makes. I mean, it's it's great to say those things, right? But that doesn't it doesn't mean that they're going to happen. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I just again, I, I I don't know how you can look at the way the NFL is going and say to yourself, I need to pay Derrick Henry fifteen million dollars a year to run my offense. I mean, look, I, we, we we I've been on your show about this. I've been debating with Titans fans. The Titans, the Titans offense took off because Ryan Tannehill was amazing for nine weeks. That's why it took off. Because he was able to throw the ball, they ran the ball better, right? It, it wasn't like Derrick Henry was the entire offense and Tannehill did nothing. Now, in the playoffs, that's definitely true, but they scored two touchdowns in nine possessions against the Patriots. Against the Ravens, I think they only had one touchdown drive longer than two longer than what 45 yards right i mean it, yeah they were short fields yeah it's it, so it i think we have to look so when, when you're talking about paying a running back you have to look at all the context of how their offense functioned with him in the game and yeah he was great but against the chiefs you fall behind 21 17 and the game is over remember you were down the 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 times are down 21 17 entering halftime they forced a three and out to start the second half get the ball back and then don't score again like so the the <coughs> you this not you can't run this offense back and pay Derrick Henry all that money. You just it's so foolish. Someone's going to do it because they're not very bright and they think they can fool you know do something different than the rest of the NFL. Don't pay him the money, folks. And then so you but I mean you're going to be pretty bearish when it comes to the Titans in general though because you also don't think what Tannehill's done is going to be duplicated again. And if that doesn't happen, that's going to be could yeah. make it harder to run the football. So you just kind of see this as what we just saw, not necessarily as a mirage, but not likely. Like there's usually about a fifty percent turnover in playoff teams from year to year. Something between forty and fifty yeah, percent of teams that made it like the first four, year doesn't make it. It's like four out of the twelve are most often new, right? Switch out every year. There's always like a. a this is one of the first years, by the way, in, a, <coughs> in the last ten. There wasn't a worst to first in the NFL this year. Right. Um, so we get those every year. I think there's some candidates possibly this year as well. Um, and you know, the Niners went from four wins to the Super Bowl, which is a huge jump in, in one year. You actually qualify them maybe in that category. I, I just, the history that NFL tells you that a quarterback in year eight, like Ryan Tannehill, it's either eight or nine, I think, this 2020 season for him is not all of a sudden going to be Joe Montana, right? I mean, not even average, right? It's just it, it's so unlikely that this will continue at the pace. And I feel like Nick Foles is a great example of this, who had a, a magical, really, two-game stretch, then went back to normal. And even the next year went back to normal. He had one game over 400 yards against against the Texans. And then, obviously, in Jacksonville, he got benched after he got hurt. So, um, 
I think you're looking at Ryan Tannehill just being average for the Titans, which which would work if you run the ball well. But again, I don't know if that's the way you want to build your team in this era of football. The other thing that I teased before the break is with Breeze coming back, you have to think Bridgewater wants to go start somewhere. Like, yeah, he could go back him up again and maybe be the heir to the throne in a year, but how long does he want to do that? He's already dealt with an injury that some people thought maybe he wouldn't even be able to come back from. He's come back and he's... I think that with the quarterback market, especially with some of these aging guys or these guys that are leaving teams they've been with for four or five years, your Mariotas or maybe your Winstons, even though maybe he's still going to stick around. Maybe Cam Newton's going to be part of this argument. Certainly Andy Dalton's probably a part of this argument. You look at a guy like Bridgewater, he's going to be coveted. Like There's going to be a lot of teams that could certainly use him and would love to have him in the fold, potentially maybe even to be their starter from day one of next season. And I actually think, I mean, you live in Charlotte, the Panthers yeah. could be one yeah. of them, as a matter of fact. Maybe one of the favorites, even though Bridgewater staying in division would be quite a headline in itself. So all Teddy Bridgewater does is win games. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm still recovering from a little bit of a cold here. And he covers a lot of games. He covers a ton of games as starting quarterback in the NFL. It's wild, his percent of how many games he covers. So... You obviously never sign someone based off of how much they, you know what, what they cover in, in football games, but just you, well, you, you do, are, Jeff. Well, I, I do, yes, I'm, but I'm, I'm yeah. a unique individual um, who gambles on women's college basketball and um, very profitable, by the way. If you know what you're doing, just throw that out there. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, um, I, I just I, I bet a lot on, on the Oregon Ducks. They're very good. Uh, they're my alma mater. So. Cut me some slack there. Um, it's, it's, un- it's okay, buddy. You're a degenerate, and it's all right. First, first step is acceptance of what you are. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bridgewater is going to find a home. I think that the payment structure will be fascinating to find out. Um, you know, is he going to be? Is team going to commit four or five years to him? Three year deal, you know, three years, ninety million ish. I think around the cousins number uh, won't be fully guaranteed, but uh, Bridgewater's due uh, probably about thirty million a year, guys. Um, I think something to discuss through all of this, through all of this, is the new CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, is up after the twenty twenty season. There's discussion now about extending it. I do not think it gets done before the start of the season. The NFLPA. Um, has new leadership that needs to be voted in in March. Um, there's some change at the top of, of the player leadership, the, our president, um, and if it ends up being Russell Okung, who is very qualified, the Chargers left tackle, things are going to change, I think. He, he wants to be kind of more combative and and fight the owners more on things. I think other guys want to be just kind of agree and move on. So so not this season, but the following season, through 2021, the, the cap's going to change because there's going to be a new CBA, right? If we get a 17th game, they're going to have to give us more money. So our cap is going to change. So any deal that get, that gets done now will have an eye towards what the new cap might be in a couple of years. And so $30 million for Teddy Bridgewater now might seem like a lot in 2020, but in 2021, if a cap rises 10, 12 million per team, it's actually not that bad of a deal, right, for the team. And so I wonder if players this year structure their salaries differently, knowing that 
there's a, a you know another CBA. You know, maybe Bridgewater just wants a two year deal. Hey, give me two for sixty, and then he hits for agency again, and he's able to to make more money. That team might not agree to that, but it's also a scenario where I see you know Pat Mahomes just saying, look. Don't pay me this year. I'm going to wait one more year, wait to the new CBA, and make $45 million per season. So the new CBA is a twist here that um, won't get talked about very much. What's some things in March we'll hear about? But it's really going to affect the way a lot of teams, I think, structure some of these contracts and whether players want to do long-term deals if they can avoid them, whether Pat Mahomes wants to get paid this year or not. Um, It'll change how we view a lot of these contracts. I mean, that's interesting. Uh, you go with the short-term deal, and then you try to cash in after that. Maybe that turns out to be much more cost-effective. Yeah, but, but a team, though, is not gonna, if a team wants Bridgewater to be Bridgewater... Yeah, they're not going to want him a two-year deal. Right. So it's really it's just really interesting to see like how this will all play out. Um, you know, but like, like I said, for Pat Mahomes, though, I, if I were Pat, I would not sign a deal this year. I'd wait till next year. He has plenty of money. And, and you're in a position that is not one... That really has a lot of um, of uh, what's the right word? Basically, career-ending injuries. I mean, Alex Smith is very rare, and Alex Smith has made you know, one hundred fifty million dollars. Right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there are there are very few guys on that list for sure. This is Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis. Jeff Schwartz, Jason Martin, in for Clay Travis. He's back on Monday. Jeff, did you see Patrick Mahomes watching his own highlights? On his television, with his trophies above the television, That's just incredible. watching like the Mahomes reel. That's that does not look. You, you were talking about how humble he was yesterday, but look, he if is. I was somebody that loved football, I would also watch myself if I was Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of the guys are watching themselves celebrate and win the titles. So, I'm sure um, it's obviously you know, pretty fantastic. No, but he he really is. I think. Uh, very humble quarterback, um, and I mean that's obviously. I think I think having you know parents and and other family members in pro sports is very helpful uh, for just kind of understanding how things work. And he, he got it from an early age. It, it, like you could read it if you didn't know anything else and just be like, this dude, he's the dude that listens to his own radio shows. But I mean, I do that from time to time as well, just because I want to see how I sound I and how this might have played. Yeah, I think we all do. I despise my voice. I can't stand it. I hate watching um, stuff on TV. I'm like, oh, yikes. <laughs> but you have to do it. Yeah, you do. I mean, it's the only way to get better is to actually see your blemishes and and see what you can do to actually uh, fix those things and remedy them. One thing about the Drew Brees topic, which we've kind of spoken about and sort of roundabout, has been the topic so far today. From ESPN Stats and Info, Saints, first team to lose six straight playoff games by one score, second team to lose in three straight <laughs> playoff games on the final play, and second team to lose in overtime in back-to-back postseason. So they've been awfully close. That doesn't, however, mean that all of a sudden they're going to come due and they're going to win a Super Bowl next year just because they've been so close. This may just be another stat this coming year on top of this. But do you look at it if you're somebody that watches this and say, Drew Brees doesn't want to go out the way he went out in that situation, and he still feels like he can not just he can win another championship, but probably that he should have, and he's angry he's still only got one. I'm not sure that he's angry he still has one. I just think that he feels like he could still win another one. And again, you know, the broadcasting thing will always be there, right? The, the, the retirement will always be there. 
playing will never will never come around again, right? You you'll retire and then basically unretire and go back if you know you're in his position. So you just keep playing till the wheels fall off. Honestly, he probably feels good with his body. Um, again, that time off probably helped him a little bit that he had this year. He still obviously loves the game. He wants to win again. I think there's a reason why he came back. Uh, again, the money's great, and broadcasting will always be there. When we come back, if this city offers you a chance to be a head coach of one of their professional sports teams, probably say no. We'll tell you who it is with more news out of that city. Next, it's Outkick the Coverage. Jay Martin, Jeff, in for Clay on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Got to know when to come in out of a break. Stone Temple Pilots plush. Outkick the Coverage. Jeff Schwartz, Jason Martin, in for Clay Travis this week. Clay's back on Monday. He's at Clay Travis. Jeff's at Jeff Schwartz. I'm at J Mart Zone. The crew out in LA. Trifecta. Roberto. Eddie Garcia. Justin Cooper. Dubs with me here in Nashville. The telephone number to reach us is 877-99 on Fox. That's 996-6369. We are live in the Geico Outkick Studios. So John Beeline going to be out, out in Cleveland. Uh... Do you realize, Jeff, that the Cavaliers have fired six coaches in seven seasons, uh, and the Browns me. is about the the Browns is about the same difference. That like, if you get a me. chance to be, if you get a chance to be a head coach in Cleveland, I don't know that that's a gig you want. I'm really not sure. Like, I mean, if you're Freddie Kitchens, that's probably the only place you're going to get that job. But I think there are some people that have gone into these situations thinking they were going to be something that they turned out not to be. Beeline assumed or or, or uh, clearly did not know what he was actually walking into Correct. in Cleveland. It did well, not go well. He definitely didn't know. Otherwise, he wouldn't obviously have to quit after half a season. Um, no, I mean, obviously something that... that I, look, I I know we could blame this maybe on and and you know mock the the city of Cleveland and, and Dan Gilbert, but this feels more like a John Beeline issue where he just thought this was going to be something else and it wasn't, and he's you know he spent so many years in college, he had so much control over what was happening each and every day, and that control is is now gone, right? It's now you, you're kind of at the mercy of your players, um, and he probably was over the whole process of, of the NBA. He'll go back now and coach college basketball. I'm sure he'll get a job next year, um, and he'll go back to, to doing what he has done best. We've seen a lot of college coaches not be able to make this transition. It's happened in football. It's happened in basketball. One of the arguments against Beeline in particular well, first he's 67. He's not like a younger coach that's in college, like yeah. a Lincoln Riley or somebody like that. He's been doing college for a long, long time. And one of the things that you read about how it went in the pros is he was treating pros as if they were college athletes. That he's Correct. a screamer and that they just tuned him right the hell out. And they were like, uh, no. It, there's a difference there. Yeah, yeah, a huge difference. Yeah. As somebody that played in college and pros, like what you do in college, that's not going to work with dudes that are <laughs> that are making more money than you and are the stars of their league. But also, like, have families and have other responsibilities in life. Like, you can't be cussing out a twenty-eight-year-old who might be having a bad day because he's got two sick kids and he's dealing with some other stuff. Like, we all have those issues, and we all 
deal with them as as parents and players and and like just some days you just need a coach to have a little compassion and just not scream at you like you're in college anymore and so yeah pros don't like being now there's also there's a time and a place to be yelled at and that's what coaches have to deal with i'm sure steve kerr has yelled at the warriors before but there's time and places for it and to always cuss at players to always get after them like you do as a college coach does not work in the nba does not work in, in the nfl um and so i'm not surprised at all that this didn't go very well um you, you can't treat pros like college players they were 14 and 40 that's not very good it's probably another reason why he he quit. <laughs> yeah, and and there were reports basically saying he was miserable. He was telling friends that he was miserable since making the move. He becomes the third first-year head coach in the past three decades to coach a team season opener and not make it through that season. Beeline this year, Randy Ayers of the 76ers did it in 03 and 04, and I say did it like he accomplished something. And Jerry Tarkanian in 92 and 93 with the Spurs had this happen I don't know if he was a as well. for a year. Wow. Exactly. Very few people did. But second worst record in the NBA ahead of only the Golden State Warriors, which is kind of unbelievable when you think it's the Cavs and the Warriors right now at the bottom of the NBA. It just shows how star migration can change everything in a flash. It's like most Cleveland of had nothing once they left. <laughs> it's like most of our childhood. But the Warriors are trying to be bad, and they get Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Wiggins, and probably two other people back next year. So they'll be fine. <laughs> the Cavs won't be fine. We teased this yesterday, Jeff. We're going to go deep dive into the XFL next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hour number two of the program. Hope your Wednesday starting out well. We appreciate you making us a part of it. We're coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. It is indeed. Jason Martin and Jeff Schwartz in for Clay. Clay's back on Monday. Jeff's at Jeff Schwartz. Clay's at Clay Travis. I'm at J Zone. Crew out in L.A., Doing a fantastic job. We'll speak to them here shortly, I would imagine. Also, Dub here in Nashville. If you want to talk to us, you can tweet us or you can call us at 877-99 on Fox. That's 996-6369. All right, Jeff. I know we're both excited to talk about this because we yes. both have very passionate opinions about it. The XFL is now two weeks in. Here are the numbers. The first week was decent. Like the first run of the XFL when it started, I think 14 million people watched the first week of games back in 2001. The numbers were respectable, were actually pretty good in the first week. And then here's what week two did 2.262 million average viewers, a peak of 3.3, far above what the AAF did. Uh, there was a drop off, no question about that. But it did retain a decent crop of the first week audience, which is a bigger win than I was expecting, quite frankly, because I didn't see anybody talking about the XFL this weekend. 
And even in the first week, Jeff, ESPN's one of the television partners, and I was doing my show Sunday morning, and it was right after the first day's worth of games, and SportsCenter didn't get to XFL highlights for 17 minutes. And we're showing women's and men's college basketball highlights and NBA highlights before they ever even touch this brand new football league that is going to set the world on fire, which I say with my tongue firmly in my cheek because I am, I've been on record on Fox. I've been on record on this show. I've been on record on pretty much anywhere I've had a microphone for years that spring football ain't going to work. And I think that the XFL is doing some things right. I think it might be the closest that we've seen in a while in terms of they've got good broadcast teams. They've got great television deals in terms of their partnerships. Now, they're not making a lot of money off of that right now, but Vince is banking on a second deal, helping him recoup his losses. Yeah, And he's got good football people associated with it, although the AAF also had good football minds associated with it as well. But I think there's, I think there's a number of places that we can go with this topic, and I imagine that a lot of you are going to be passionate about it. And I've, I've asked for calls on my show and taken calls from people that have yeah. gone to and watched these games. But the first thing that I see is the biggest fallacy, the biggest, most fugazi argument in all of sports is that we need more football and that people want more football. I don't think that's the case. I think people think, Jeff... That they yeah. <laughs> want more football, but they actually don't. So here's there's many things I feel about the XFL. One, I will I want to I'll, I'll answer your question in just a second. I do want to commend the XFL for a couple things. One is that obviously they've invested money into it, unlike the AAF. At least we assume they they have right. Vince McMahon has much more money than than the backers, the original backers of the AAF. Obviously, then you know they had someone come in and financially back them, who eventually pulled the plug on the league. I give them credit for changing, for thinking outside the box with rules and broadcast. I call them kind of broadcast elements, right? Whether it's the open mics, whether it's the way we they've interviewed players, the access in the, in the halftime, you know, Molly McGrath grabbing the coach who did not want to be interviewed at halftime yeah. last week. But the issue remains, the product on the field is the reason why we watch sports. And we watch the NBA because of LeBron James and, we, and Kawhi Leonard and Westbrook and Harden we, and Giannis. We do not watch the NBA because they put on a great broadcast, right? We watch the NBA because of the product on the field. We watch baseball because of, you know, the Nationals Trash camps. Well, yeah. By the way, there was a video yesterday of someone at Houston Astros spring training being a trash can the entire time. It was absolutely hilarious. man. Didn't even like, can you imagine doing this. that at spring training? This and is going to be I'm something else to watch. I'm all for it. Um, and we watched the NFL and college football because of the product on the field. All right, you might like Tony Romo, you might like Aikman and Buck, you might like Vern Lundquist. I guess he's retired now, but you know, you might like Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson. You might like, uh, you know, I like listening to Keith Jackson back in the day. You might like listening to, to Herb to Herb Street, but you watch because the product on the field brings your attention, okay? And the problem with the XFL is the problem with the AF, problem with every spring league, is the talent on the field is not good enough, right? There's two quarterbacks in the AF that are worth anything, Cardell Jones and P.J. Walker. That's his name, right, P.J. Walker? Yeah, there, um, well, wait a second now, Jeff. Look, we're, we're talking relatively here. And one thing that I no, want to no, say no, right I'm off the top, because I know... Wait, I'm, I'm talking, yeah, relative to the XFL. 
Yeah, yeah, they're not. There's a reason they're in the XFL. That's Correct. not their ultimate goal. That's of that's one not. thing I'm here. Saying, but I'm just before, saying, wait a second. Go ahead. Before we go any further, there's one thing that I that I want to make sure is perfectly clear, and I know that you couldn't agree more with this, and that is, I'm not rooting for this to fail. I'm paid to give my opinion on it, so I'm going to give you my honest, right. unvarnished opinion on it. But I would love, I love the idea that maybe there'd be another place where these guys could go chase what they want. Like they could go after what yeah. they love and try to make a living doing it. I love that maybe there's a second act out there. I just don't think it's viable. And now we can get back to it. Well, yeah, look, I, I honestly I don't care either way. Like, I, I if they fail, they don't fail. Like, they're they're, they're not at all a threat to the NFL, and we'll get to that in a second. There's zero threat to the NFL. Okay, um, <coughs> so we want. Well, they're not trying to be. They're not trying to be, but but they know if they want to succeed at some point, they have to partner with the NFL. They have to do it. The only way they succeed, um, you know, people have have. And let me answer your original question before we get to the, the NFL stuff. Um, you know, so we watch because of the product on the field. Okay, that's why we watch, folks. You have a favorite team, you watch them play on the field. You want to see excellence on the field. Now, obviously, there's poor teams in the NFL. Not every fan base has excellent teams, but you watch for that reason. And the XFL does not have that. And that's why spring football doesn't work, Jason, is because there's not enough players that need to play spring football. We have a minor league already in the NFL. It's called college football. And as much as I would love a developmental league to happen, um, but for many reasons, it's not. So to answer your question, Jason, I think that people so miss NFL and college football that they're willing to welcome in the XFL. And I do think there is more fan support for the XFL than the AF. They did a good job of rolling out, um, rolling out teams. They did it in bigger cities. The AF was trying to find smaller cities. Um, and they did it, you know, Seattle, for example, supports, you know, they have the best, you know, soccer support for their local soccer team. So putting, you know, they got 30,000 people at XFL game, like putting it in strategically good cities that like sports. Uh, is a good job. But again, to your point, I, I, as a football fan, I've watched a little bit of the XFL. I felt last weekend, I didn't feel as attached to wanting to watch it. Plus, I don't, I don't really know anyone who's playing. It's part of my, like, I don't really, I don't really care. Jeff, there's no equity in this league. That's, that's what it boils down to. It boils down to, you don't care. We don't care because we have no history with these teams. And unlike a lot of things that we'll embrace, we already have, and I say we, meaning the vast majority of the sports public at large, we already have an NFL team. We already have a college team, whether we went there or not, our parents went there or whatever our rooting interest is. We already have rooting interest in this sport, and we just finished watching elite-level football for, well, I mean, you could say for months, but if you just want to talk about the postseason – we just saw the player, I think, of this generation in Patrick Mahomes, who's about to be 24 years old. And then they're going to then bring this out. It's like you're trying to follow up the main event. It's like you're fighting after Tyson fought in 1988, and they want you to stick around yeah. to watch that fight. Now, yeah. I had somebody argue with me and say, yeah, well, you know, I mean, minor league baseball is a good thing for baseball. I'm not necessarily saying it isn't, but nobody's watching minor league baseball on TV long term. Like, how many minor league yeah. baseball games are even on 
television well, at all. I mean, college baseball I, doesn't even get watched. Yeah, I, I was hoping that maybe we'd save some of this, the minor league stuff to the, to the next segment, but I, I kind of uh, we could discuss it now. Um, the reason why there's no minor league football is because of college football. Obviously, it's free for the NFL to watch. There's a a kind of a, a unified grading scale, right? Like you know exactly when you're watching college football. Okay, this player does this well. This transfers to the NFL. We know the talent that's in college football. We know how it's supposed to look like college football. So you're it's, you're very you're very you know easily able to discern what's happening on the field. We don't know that with the XFL quite yet, but also. The NFL doesn't really need a developmental league, and if it did, it would have to be during the season. It's you know, people said to me on Twitter, "Well, why can't the XFL be that league?" Well, here's why, guys: it's extremely unfair and actually really unhealthy to have a player who's a third string player, let's say. And I did this; I was on practice squad my first year in the NFL. So for me to have to to practice every day in the NFL, and the practicing is Julius Peppers, by the way, who obviously is going to be a Hall of Famer for the Panthers. Um, Practicing them every day, beat my body up, and then as soon as season, as soon as season's over, I then go to the XFL for three months, and then back to my team in the off season for the off season program. There's no value in an NFL player playing the XFL. Getting reps just to get reps against bad opponents does nothing to evaluate, help you evaluate, or help the NFL scouts evaluate you for playing the NFL. Like if I go, if if, if I'm on practice squad on the Panthers. And I go to the XFL and I play well. Well, I should play well. I'm in the NFL. I'm on the XFL. Like I should, I should play against well against inferior opponents. It, that does nothing to help me as a player whatsoever, right? NFL Europe was good because actually there were good players that were playing in NFL Europe, um, and it was sponsored by the NFL. The NFL was part of that idea, and it was also in a time when you know there weren't as many teams in the NFL, right? So you had you had more players in the NFL Europe. There, this is not going to work. Because a, there's not enough NFL players to go around that need to play in a developmental league, and two, it's during the winter and not during the season. A developmental league has to be during the season, has to be sponsored by the NFL, has to be part. The NFL doesn't want to know part of it. The the other thing is, and I, I've made this point before, and there was something that I think a lot of people glossed over when it was first put out there, and this is around a year ago, maybe even longer is that Vince McMahon had put aside somewhere around $150 million per season for the first three seasons, just set it aside and said, we're going to lose this money. That's what he told his company. That's what he told the people associated with the league. He said, $450 million, I know I'm going to lose, but I'm hoping that maybe I can recoup this on a second run of television contracts, and this 450 after three years, then we can actually break even, and then maybe we can profit. I think it's very ambitious to think that this could actually go for three years. I don't think there will be a second XFL champion. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, I, I think they'll probably get through this first season, but you're seeing there was an initial curiosity. The football was not bad, but yet again, I think it's made so much worse by what we just saw on a football field from the NFL and what we just saw in college as well. We just saw the very best, and now, hey, if you want more football, this ain't bad. I don't think that ad campaign works long term. I don't think that you I don't think that you hold an audience. Like people plan their schedules around Sunday NFL. Churches, 
start mm-hmm. to run their services earlier on Sunday mornings because they know the attendance will be better if they get people out in time to make it home for the Sunday early kickoffs. People are not planning their yeah. schedule around XFL football. I just don't see that in this universe. No, they're 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 not. And when not this week, not this weekend, but next weekend we have NFL Combine, and I'm I'm here in Dallas um, working with some Combine players on the offensive line, and I saw the schedule yesterday uh, for the entire Combine. It's all they all moved everything around to do basically all the workouts in prime time. It's going to be on TV. I think one of the days is on ABC. Like it's on primetime television. It's a big deal. No one's going to tune in to the XFL. A couple weeks after that is March Madness. Then we have the Masters. Like no one's going to watch the XFL once we get these other sports up and running. Right now everyone's obviously watching it because nothing on TV. But again, last weekend I had it on a couple times. I just I don't know, I wanted to watch something. But I didn't feel I don't feel an attachment to the league because I don't know the players and there's no team obviously in Charlotte. But I just I'm just to your point, it's like, all right, just on it's just the football's not and again, I come to this point every time. The football is not very good. The quarterbacks aren't good, the offensive lines aren't good, and And you can just stop right there. When you say the quarterbacks aren't good, you've lost yeah, football. I know. Like if you don't have quarterbacks, you don't have stars. And I'm just surprised at how many people think that like they they are they want to be excited to watch bad football. Like, it, it always surprises me sometimes too when people always say like, "Yeah, I'm just I just like college sports better than pro sports." Like, I mean, I I understand having allegiance to a college team, right? You went to college, you you love that team. But if you like football, how do you only like college football? The pro game is much better. It's quicker, better players. You know. It, obviously, there's more offense. It's a more balanced game. There's more defense played. Like I don't know how you can only like you know like the inferior product. Just like the XFL, people are so. I think they want it so to succeed. So they want. I think part of it too, Jason, is people don't like the NFL as far as the, the ownership and, and Goodell, and they want something to challenge the NFL to make the NFL uncomfortable. But this is no challenge to the NFL, folks. It's no. just a blip on the NFL's radar. This is no challenge whatsoever to the NFL. It's not the it's, yeah, not, the, when it's not the AFL. Like it's not in 1960, right? The NFL is a monopoly. They are the biggest sports brand in America. They're not worried about the XFL. 877-99 on Fox is how you reach us. That's 877-996-6369. I want to bring in the crew, and we'll do that when we come back. We'll take your phone calls. You can tweet us at Jeff Schwartz or at Zone. Tell us your thoughts. We're going to continue to talk a lot about the XFL during this hour because there's so many different angles to attack this from. But I would say to sum up some of what my feelings are is if your leagues, if I could boil down your trajectory as your league or your entity is basically the equivalent of break in case of emergency as it relates to entertainment, the viability and the shelf life, you can't feel too confident about. We'll be right back. It's Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Welcome back. Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio, live from the Geico Outkick Studios via Dallas, via Nashville, via Los Angeles. Jeff Schwartz and Jason Martin here with you in for Clay Travis. Clay's back on Monday. He is in Mexico with his family. We're spending... Much of this hour, maybe the entire hour, on the XFL. 
both of us have our issues with whether or not we think it can work. Not rooting against it, at least I'm not. And certainly anybody that wants to go apply their trade, you want to see them be successful if they can be. I just, I don't see it. <coughs> yeah. And you have an initial curiosity factor, and people tuned in, and what they saw wasn't bad. But not bad ain't enough anymore. <laughs> there are a lot of people that ask me, hey, have you seen X show? Because, I mean, I write about TV and film as part of my living, and I say, have you seen this yet? And I say, yeah, I watched the first couple of episodes. But if it doesn't hook me immediately, I know my audience is probably not sticking with it either. Yeah. Or not enough of them are sticking with it for me to continue writing about it on a weekly basis. Not bad isn't good enough when Netflix has over 500 unique offerings, original content planned for 2020. Yeah, and not just on Netflix, but just the idea, I can't watch what's on Netflix. I have to pick the cream of the crop. Yeah, I might get early access to check some stuff out, but if it doesn't hook me early, I'm not going to continue to watch it, which is why I've told people, watch McMillions, the HBO documentary, which I've seen all of it, and I I couldn't stop watching it. When I started watching it, I'm like, this is better than not bad, so I'm going to continue to watch it, and then I'm going to tell people to do the same. Same thing with The Outsider which has been a terrific show on Sunday nights for HBO. But yes, it's okay if something is not the very best, but it's got to be close. Like I am well aware that Deadwood's the greatest Western of all time in terms of television dramas, but I still loved Justified. There were differences between those two series, but I, I, could, I could make room for another good thing. <laughs> Just because... This act is my favorite doesn't mean I'm, you know, just because Jeff Schwartz loves Lizzo doesn't mean he's not going to listen to the Chainsmokers, I mean, lo- which is, is two strong. things that he did during Super Bowl weekend. I, I did. Love is strong. Justified it and uh, Deadwood have the same lead actor, right? Uh, yeah, well, Oliphant's in both of them. Okay. Um, there are other pretty big names, too, like Ian McShane, and, and very, okay. there's various people in both shows, but just there's, there's, more, of, there's room Deadwood. for more. Of course, of course, there's room for more. I, I think that we're in the same, the way I, I summarize this, Jason, we're in the same wavelength here, is the reason why people have liked the XFL so far is everything but the product on the field, right? You've liked all the extras. You've And, and we will discuss the rules, the broadcast elements, the personalities. Matt McGloin. I've yet, yeah, I've yet to see someone say, you know what, man, I'm watching because of the product on the field. Just like for you, you're watching TV shows or movies because the product you're getting, right? The, the, the action you're getting, the drama you're getting is good. It's not because the actors are famous. It's not because you know the writer. It's because the what you're watching on television is is good, right? And and that's what I like in Well, it's winning. Well, th- that's the longevity. That's the longevity thing. Like, I will tune in. Like, if a series has certain people in it, I'm going to be attracted to that series initially. But I will still bail on that series relatively quickly, or I'll tell my audience to do that if it's not up to snuff. But yeah, if Michael Schur is associated with it, I'm probably going to give it a go because Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine Nine and The Good Place have taught me I trust Michael Schur. And same thing with, I mean, The Office, another thing that he was associated with. And there are some guys like, there are, there are movie stars 
out there. When Leonardo DiCaprio is in a movie, some people are going to go see that. A lot of people are going to go see it. And half the time, that doesn't turn out to be a good decision. Not just because of Leo, but the problem for the XFL is they don't have those guys. They, have of, they, they don't have don't a Leo have, DiCaprio. No, they don't even have that. They don't have Steve DiCaprio. And they got nothing. I mean, Cardell Jones is fun to talk about, but you know, he didn't obviously sniff really much of NFL roster. Maybe guys will get a couple shots. You know, we saw some guys in the AAF get an opportunity in the NFL. Um, so it's definitely a possibility that that we'll see some guys getting a shot. But yeah, there's nothing to really to really hook you in um, like there would be in anything else that we like or watch. And so, yeah, I think that... But your but your larger point about the broadcast, nobody's watching, nobody's watching sports because the quality of the broadcast is good. Like, that's a nice bonus, but it's not the point. I mean, people, at least according to Twitter, do not like Joe Buck, which is crazy. I think he's really good at his job. Um, you know, to be able to so call... To be able to call a World Series game and then call a football game, then a World Series game in three straight nights is remarkable. Um, and and so uh, it, it you know people don't like him; they still watch, right? People do not do not like the Monday Night Football broadcast; they still watch, right? We we watch because the product on the field is so wonderful. And that's what I get back to with the XFL. It's a fun novelty right now. There are certain elements of the sport, of not the sport, of what they've done with the broadcast and the rules. I think the NFL will take a hard look at. The NFL, the first time around, used the sky cam uh, is something that you know they, they took from the XFL. Yeah, the sky cam was an XFL innovation. And I yes. think there's going to be some things they take from this new iteration of the NFL. I mean, the XFL, I should say, but that's about it. They're, they're not taking much. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be little things that the the NFL is gonna say, okay, well that's a pretty good innovation, and we'll just take that. And there's not really anything that's gonna be able to be done about that. Yeah, the Skycam, which you know, of course, NBC was one of the partners for the XFL in 2001 with Ebersol and everything else. So I think it was Sunday Night Football that used it first. They used the Skycam first in the NFL. But it was it was one of the two things. I think there was another there was another innovation technically technologically that the NFL took and that other broadcasts now I think college football probably utilizes it as well this time around I don't think it's going to be the technical side nearly as much as it's going to be maybe some of the rules that and I didn't you write a piece about I did, yes. rules that you liked that you thought the NFL might potentially look to adopt I I, I wrote an article about uh, the things I wrote I've written two I wrote one basically saying that the the first week like here's some things I like about the league and then last week was like the league's not going to make it <laughs> type of article as so I wrote two different ones yeah you know, the, you know from the the things if you include I just include all like broadcast slash uh, rule changes together number one. Is and it feels forced at times in in the broadcast, but gambling, you like it or not, is part of America. It's part of obviously international sports. Um, it's coming to, it's going to be bigger moving forward. And the XFL is experimenting with how they incorporate gambling into discussion. Obviously, putting on the score bug. Now they talk about it a little bit too much, in my opinion. Like they, you know, in the middle of the game, like, oh well, Dallas is a nine point favorite. It just doesn't seem to fit sometimes. But I think we're going to see more of that incorporated into an NFL broadcast right away. Whether it's the lines, whether it's live updates uh, for over unders and totals and sides and, and props, all those stuff. That to me is going to be a thing that people that will change the way broadcast are in the NFL fairly soon. Do you see that change happening fairly soon as well? How soon are you talking about? Within five years. 
It's possible. I don't know how I don't know how confident I am in it though. Okay, um, so that, that's one I think a place where the NFL um, has an opportunity to really buy in. Um, I think secondly is the kickoff rule. Now, the kickoffs as they are now in the XFL will not be in the NFL in this manner, right? The XFL right now they're five yards apart. Uh, there's some quirky rules that the ball bounces like in the 15 yard line. It doesn't. It's a it, it's a balls at the touchback. There's a lot of weird little rules within that. But the idea of kickoff being uh, safer and less contact, I think, is a way the NFL is going to look at this. Um, however, I will say I will caution everyone: the kickoff, the way it's set up in the XFL. It's not to have explosive kickoff return. I think that people are are wrong about that concept. You know, the idea of the XFL doing this was, hey, it would lead to explosive runs and better field position. The latter is true. Better field position, one hundred percent. Explosive kickoff returns, not really, because explosive kickoff returns happen when people get out of their lanes and and you and they miss a lane. And you don't have that issue when the guys are starting five yards apart. Um, but I think there's going to be a look at the NFL to make the kickoff safer, and they're going to look at the XFL and how they're doing it as, as kind of a template to make it safer. Yeah, making it safer is a good... Are you of... There's also... I'm not saying that... I mean, there are people on both sides of it, obviously, but I have seen some people suggest, and I've actually thought this in the past also, maybe just eliminate the kickoff period. And just hand the team the football on the twenty. I guess. Yeah, what's the argument against that in terms of you trying to make it safer? Except that you can't do an onside. Um, you can't do an onside, but also, I mean, you're you're costing people jobs. Special teams is the way a lot of people make it in the NFL. So I, I think that that that's going to be. Um, I, I think people push back on that idea. But in terms of good field position or better field position, do you like that part well, I mean, of look, it for I, the XFL deal? Not the explosive stuff. but Well, the, the, the XFL, it, it, they're trying to generate offense, right? Because they know that points are a reason why people are able to you know to watch these games, but they're not getting it, right? A bunch of games are going under right now. Um, so it's not, it's not actually helping them score more points because the quarterbacks are bad. We talked about that last segment. Um, I mean, Arena I think, Football scored a ton of points and nobody watched that. Right. And I think that... You know, for the NFL specifically, there's so many rules in place for the offense that I feel like if they were to adopt some sort of rule for the kickoff, it would have to be balanced to where the defense has a little bit of it. Like this would be if, if basically the average field position was now at the 35 yard line, not the 25. That'd be a big advantage for the offense. I mean, you'd only take two or three plays to get in field goal range. That to me is too easy for the offense, and so. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to try to make the kickoff safer, but not to where I think the offense has this big of an advantage for starting field position. Is there any possible way that you can see, because I keep going back to the same thought about the lack of quarterback play, the lack of good quarterbacks, the lack of quarterbacks with names that matter. And the one thing that I would be doing with every fiber of my being if I was inside the XFL is finding a way to tell these guys stories. Like, yeah, we know the Cardell Jones story a little bit, but you have to make us care about them to some degree. I'm not uh, that guy. I'm not the one that likes the human interest stories in I'm the Olympics either. and uh, but a lot of people but a lot of people do. And UFC 
really began to make its name with their countdown shows and the way that they would sort of frame these fights in advance and the 24-7 stuff that boxing would do, we would learn a little bit more about these people because if you care about them, I mean, look at Hard Knocks. We always end up caring about these guys that either barely do or don't make the roster who we don't even know their yeah. name before Hard Knocks starts. But but they make the roster. I'm not saying you can do it. I'm saying that you've got to try but, to make these people more than just people wearing an XFL uniform no one cares about in the first place. But but they make but you know, but the difference obviously is that they make the NFL. Like they're not making the XFL. Like I I look, I watch right. all or nothing. I watch the all or nothing. I watch I, the Eagles one came out fe- fe- February 7th. It was over by February 9th. I watch the Hard Knocks. I'll go back this summer. Every summer I do this when I'm craving football and it's not quite here yet. I'll go back and watch three ep- three seasons of Hard Knocks, okay? I watch it all. I consume all of it. Like the Chiefs just put out, they have a series called The Franchise. They had their Super Bowl one. I think it's out today. I'll watch the whole thing, right? I watched the, the Colts had a behind the scenes one last year. I watch it all, right? I consume all this content. I absolutely love it. But this is, it's, I'm consuming NFL content. Sometimes and sometimes I consume college content. They've had they had a series on HBO this year where they you know they had you know one one team a week for yeah. four weeks. I watched that as well. It was like a twenty four seven right on uh, kind of the boxing thing they do, but for the NFL mm-hmm. or for college football. I watched that. I have no interest in XFL piece at all. Now, if real sports aired one for fifteen minutes, sure, I'd watch that. But like, I just think that that we we like those pieces because it shows people succeeding to the top of their industry or playing the top of their industry or playing high level college football, not, not totally away in the XFL. I mean, look, I think the interest in some of the shows like last chance you is seeing people get out of that, you know, get out of that area and get that other chance. But the XFL feels in the middle of that, right? It's not like you're down in your luck at a, at a small junior college in Kansas, and you're also, you know, obviously not in the NFL. The XFL is like in the middle of that. I don't think that the interest, the human interest, is quite there. Plus, like Cardell Jones was really good in college; he won a championship. I mean, what what human interest would there be? Like, I just I just don't know if people care enough about the players to have human interest pieces. Well, yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I think that you can make people, but there are a lot of Olympic athletes that you don't know who they are, and then you see their stories, and then it takes off. I'm just saying that you have to try. I'm not saying that you can pull it off. These are the Olympics. I know. A world. Look, we're on the same side of this argument. (laughs) I know, but I'm saying, like, you were, like, (laughs) if, like, like, you do a human interview on an Olympian, like, they, they, I have so much respect for Olympians. I mean, I couldn't imagine training for four years for, you know, to run, you know, 700s in, you know, in Japan. And, and, you know, that, that's my, every four years, I couldn't imagine. Just, it's amazing to me that they're, the way they train, their fortitude for everything. Um, it, 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 yeah, but again, we like human interest pieces when people succeed to the top of whatever they're doing, right? And there are times, obviously, when there's human interest pieces where someone just gets up off their feet and starts doing better in life, which makes sense. But but for sports, though, we love it when it, someone gets to the top of what they're doing, not just kind of meddling in the minor leagues. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but the XFL can't treat itself that way. They have to try and portray it in a different way. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. We have more to say about the XFL, and I don't want to do it just yet, but I want to go ahead and give people some breaking news. LeBron James is in sports. 
We'll be right back. It's Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Finishing up the second hour of the Wednesday edition of the Outkick the Coverage radio program here on Fox Sports Radio. Also available.com, the iHeartRadio app. The podcast is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Subscribe, rate, review. Never miss a second. Jeff Schwartz, Jason Martin in for Clay. He's back on Monday. All right, Jeff, we talked a lot of XFL this hour, and yes. I was thinking about my initial my initial point was that people think they want more football, but they actually don't. And the football that they want is not the football that they're going to get in the offseason. And we've discussed the, the mediocrity or just the – I mean, it's been okay, but okay not being good enough in this landscape with everything else that's competing for your entertainment dollar and your entertainment eyeball. Yeah. The other thing is that – we get we get a good college football season, we get a good NFL season. They're the shortest pro seasons, but one of the great things about it is every game seems to have meaning. So we feel a uh, a, a reason, an obligation to watch, yes, to tune in. The argument for the NBA, they might be trying to tweak this and do all these gimmicks and things of that nature, but the problem is they have 82 regular season games. The NHL is a niche sport, but they also have 82 regular season games. And then baseball has 162. True, that's true, with the low management and all that stuff. That's another issue entirely. But we're not watching... Like I don't feel the need to watch the Lakers on Wednesday night on ESPN in February because I know even if they're playing a great matchup with the Clippers... Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestein tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Redestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com dot com slash sports tire rack dot com the way tire buying should be those two teams are going to match up again and they're going to be going full bull balls to the wall in the playoffs and that's the one that i can pay attention to agreed rarity matters as well i was on valentine's vacation with my wife this past weekend in florida and we're huge harry potter fans so we went to the wizarding world of harry potter and we did it every day for three days and it was awesome and we <laughs> knew incredible. there was going to come a time we weren't going to get to see that stuff again we weren't going to be able to enjoy it again and we're not going to take another trip like that until our you know hopefully if god blesses us with children they're old enough to appreciate it because she has said we're not taking a toddler on an airplane which I said, you're probably right about that. You probably know what you're talking about. But if I had access to go to Harry Potter World every day, it would start to lose its luster after a while. The fact that you play 12 college football games and the fact that you play 16 NFL games means that the slice of the pie is bigger. And you feel like each game is more meaningful, although we get playoffs in baseball to determine the last wild card and there's always a team that misses the NBA postseason by a game or the same thing in the NHL, it ends up that all these games matter, but we can't make ourselves believe it because there's so many of them. And those are all the elite of the elite. 
Now yeah. you're telling me that we just watched a Super Bowl champion be crowned. We just watched an all-time historic season, greatest season, I think, in the history of college football by one player in Joe Burrow. And the NFL is a 12-month sport. Because as soon as the Super Bowl was over, I don't care where you're listening to us, we appreciate it, but I don't care at which part of the country you're in, I know what your local sports talk guys were doing the week after the Super Bowl. They were talking about what your team in your market is about to do in the combine, in the draft, all of that. They're already looking at the offseason for the NFL team. They're not talking about the roughnecks and all of the stuff that's happening in a makeshift upstart league that doesn't have star power. Oh no, you're you're 100 right on that. Um, you know that we're talking about everything kind of but the XFL in the local markets, um, and that's kind of the way it's going to be for a long period of time, right? I mean, until it gains attraction, if it ever does, you know, the, the big dogs. You know, to your point about the games being played and how we view them, I also think that we we look at baseball and basketball you know, every game matters right because at the end you know when your records compiled you know of course the wins matter the players care more in football than they care in, in the NBA and baseball sometimes that makes a big difference i think in how we view those sports because there's so few games and every one of them can make the difference between you making the postseason and you being left at home also half the NBA makes the playoffs and that's not true in the NFL either so we don't believe in the XFL. You can tweet us and let us know what you think. Maybe we'll even hit this topic again. But when we come back, Manfred, folks. Manfred. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. We're glad to have you with us. We're doing fantastic. Hope you are as well. It's Outkick the Coverage, third hour of the program here on a Wednesday. Weird week for a lot of you because it's just the second day that you've worked and it. Actually, it's the third, really, because you've only got a couple of more days before you get to the weekend. Jeff Schwartz, Jason Martin in for Clay. Clay's back on Monday. He's in Mexico with his family. Having a good time. Talked to him right at the end of last week before he left on vacation. He was ready to to step away because he worked super hard during the football season. Of course, did some fantastic work, as did all the Fox Sports Radio personalities down at the Super Bowl, which was a good time and turned out to be three kind of not great quarters and a good fourth quarter. Um, and that's all I, that you really need for it to be a classic game. It was I mean it was it well, was, was I think it was compelling, Jeff, but it wasn't great football. Um I mean it was it was I don't know. I mean the Mahomes wasn't great the first three quarters, but the Niners played pretty well. Pretty well, Jeff. We just we just got finished doing an hour where we talked about yeah, how pretty well. Yeah, but this is the NFL. It's okay to be pretty well in the NFL. They're in the freaking Super Bowl. And it, I mean, it wasn't a blowout, but I don't think that the football itself was just riveting sporting compared to what it could have been and maybe what you thought that matchup would be. But I think that because of the way it ended, it's going to be remembered pretty fondly anyway. I mean, that year that Deshaun Watson won the national championship over Alabama – that wasn't a great football game, but the fourth quarter was all time unbelievable. Right, right, right. The first half of that game was not particularly interesting. We we care about how it ends. You can get away with a shady beginning in your story if your ending has real punch. But if you have a movie where the first three quarters of it are great and you don't stick the landing, that movie's trash. That's all that you're ever going to talk about is how it did not finish. The finish is what's always the most important, what you always learn about kids when you write, is that the most important thing you write in a piece is the last thing. 
the second most important thing is how you start. And the stuff in the middle is where you can get away with a couple of blemishes, where you can get, a, get away with a couple of mistakes here and there. It goes two, three, one. If you're writing three paragraphs, you want to make sure that that last one before the conclusion is the humdinger. That's the one where you have to make sure that you land that plane as we have gone way off the reservation here. But I, <laughs> I, I have to get to this. Listen, I know I don't play baseball, but I am in sports. And I know if someone Good cheated me out of winning the title and I found out about it, I would be bleeping irate. I mean, like, uncontrollable about what I would slash could do. Listen here, baseball commissioner. Listen to your fans. That from one... LeBron James. And Jeff, you picked up on this, at least first on my timeline. LeBron James having to make a point to state that he is in sports is still making me laugh. It's so I, you funny. can't do that behind a microphone too much, but it's absolutely hilarious. It's, so like LeBron, we get it, bro. You are okay to make this statement without that qualifi- without that qualifying clause. It's Twitter. People make statements all the time without qualifying clauses. It doesn't do anything to make statements. You don't, I the mean, president does was, that. Yes, like it, it, you don't do it. You don't have to be an expert in anything to make a statement. Um, this story is is just so fascinating to me. First of all, it makes Roger Goodell look very competent, which is a great win for the NFL. Is the NFL uh, homer I am? Um, you know, I I I think long time. Um, I don't know what the right word is. Personnel people, but you know, Manford Goodell, people that have been in the sport for a long period of time. And I don't, I don't know if Adam Silver quite has this issue that, that Goodell and Manford have. They they seem very oblivious to how the public views them and also oblivious to how much knowledge the public has about situations. So, for example, mm-hmm. using the Astros, we know as the public exactly what happened, right? There's people that tracked how many times that you know they went watch all the Astro games god bless them and tracked how many times they heard a trash can being banged so we know exactly how many times Altuve, Correa, you know Bergman all those guys how many times it was used and Manfred's acting like we as the public are clueless to what is happening to his sport that we're clueless to what's happening or what has happened in the Astros cheating scandal He's, he's Meaning that he like, can tell us things that we already know to be true or no, or and basically ign- assert that they're not true. Or, or, just or assume like, that we don't know and that we can be ignorant right, to this or, and he doesn't have to tell us everything. Or or, the, or like, I'm not punishing the players because... I, well, well, dude, we, we know how many times someone used it. Like, we, we, it's right there. We Someone did the research and you can see the tangible evidence of how many times this used cheating scandal, that, you know, the banging of the traction was used. And so I feel like... Commissioners do not understand how much the public knows about situations before they tell us about the situation, right? Which is the way it used to be, right? It used to yeah, be. Yeah, well, that, that's, was, I think that's. Uh, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Go ahead and finish your point. Saying, like, like, no, what I was going to say like, is. That's new. It used to be that we got our, our information from the source, right? From directly from the NFL or from Major League Baseball. Now, social media, we know a lot more as fans about what's happening than the commissioners give us credit for. They're behind the times as far as that and it, it leads to terrible press conferences yeah well there it's this is an imperfect analogy which i do quite often 
and it is one of the most frustrating things when you're watching a TV show or a movie is when you know that characters are making bad decisions because you've been watching things that that character hasn't been exposed to. The character on the screen is about to walk into a room that you know to be filled with who knows what. You know they're walking into this. You know that what they're saying is going to get them killed in Game of Thrones. You know this because it's it's a tough spot to be in. Yeah, I mean, but you see... There are there are things that you have been a privy to that the characters on screen haven't, but you're just like, you moron, how do you not know this? And it's almost as if the commissioners in these sports turn out to be the character that doesn't know that we already know what's in the room they're about to walk into. And then they stand there behind a microphone and they say these things when we already have way more information than they did when they walked into the room. Yeah. And basically just they don't have the information that we're actually in the know here, that we have access to every single thing that they do or a whole lot more of it than they give us credit for, as you just said. Right. So at least the tone deaf press conferences and tone deaf statements. And, you know, and look, we talked about this yesterday. It'd be worth, it's worth, I think, reiterating. I think the real reason why, why Rob Manfred, the baseball commissioner, hasn't punished the players involved in this scandal is because they'll spill the beans on whatever else is happening in baseball. And I think he would like this to remain an isolated incident to the Astros and maybe even what, you know, maybe Beltran touched you know, the Yankees or someone, the Red Sox, someone else. But generally speaking, I think that he doesn't want to punish the players because he doesn't want them out of spite for being targeted. Um, them spilling the beans on whatever else is happening in baseball as far as on the cheating, cheating scandal. That's what I think he hasn't said yet. But then he also got up there and he said that the World Series trophy is a piece of metal, which is just a terribly thing, a terribly... Um, He's now apologized for that. Of course, like can you look? You you can fault Goodell all you want. Can you imagine Goodell saying about about the Lombardi Trophy? He would never say that. Well, that was my Lombardi whole trophy. point yesterday, Jeff. Was calling that a piece of metal basically undercuts your entire sports relevance. It's almost yes. like yeah, the trophy that they're playing for, this thing they're killing themselves for. Really pretty meaningless in the large scale. Even if he's right, that's the kind of thing you know and don't say out loud. And I think we, we also see... You and know, I'm not the, saying that it... I mean, I'm saying it does mean something, but ultimately, yes, it is just a trophy with a piece of metal. That's what Petros was telling us yesterday on the program. It's like, ultimately, all of this is kind of foolish, but we can build it up into billion-dollar enterprises yeah. that we're more passionate about than, in some cases, family members. Yeah. And, and I just think that Manfred has just seemed kind of out of the loop about what's actually happening here. And and the anger that baseball players have towards what happened and towards you know LeBron James has as is is a someone in sports who's a fan of sports <laughs> um you know <laughs> who has towards this and, and the amount of of um of a really I think it's really deep anger from baseball players that this has not been dealt with on the player side. And as much as they have said baseball has said Manfred is we're not gonna you know hit batters this year. And there was a memo yesterday about how, you know, there's gonna be more control from the umpires before maybe before a game, during a game, with the amount of, of hit batsmen this season. Now, of course they claimed it wasn't Astros related, but one hundred percent is Astros related. You know, those type of things, um I'm, I, I feel this way about the NFL too. I've said this before many times. It feels like the NFL, um, how's the way I would put it? They, they don't understand, um, 
like the backlash that's going to come for their decisions. <laughs> and mm-hmm. baseball, I think, fell in this too. Like they, 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 they like it's, it's for for being smart businessmen, right? I mean, they are as owners, smart businessmen. Most of them, right? They have fortunes outside of baseball, or outside of football. They often just don't read the room very well. And Manford has it. Just it, the way they've handled this to me screams again, like can't read the room. Do not understand how angry players are going to be about this. Don't understand how angry the public's going to be about this. And maybe they do and just don't care. But just like the NFL sometimes, just they make stupid. You're like, why are you doing this? You should be smarter than this. And baseball feels like, again, same thing. Like, Manfred, you, you got to punish the players, man. Like, you have to do it. Even if, even if, even if the PA, the players will file grievances, you got to do it. It's the right thing to do. And, you know, Goodell does that. Goodell punishes players and just deals with it later in the court system. Um, and it just feels like Manfred didn't understand the room at all, didn't understand the public has more information than he thought we had, doesn't understand how informed the public is to the situation, doesn't understand how upset the players are and managers and other personnel. And it just, he just misread the whole situation, in my opinion. Is there any way he goes back and tries to fix this? No. Because he's mishandled it so badly. Can you now pull back up and say, oh, you know what? No, I was just kidding. No. We are going to suspend the players. Like You no. can't do it now, can no, you? No, it's over. It's over. Can't do it. I mean, you got the thing about it is you have so many players from so many different teams calling out the commissioner of the sport that they play in and saying that it's fugazi, it's fraudulent, this is loser stuff, this is sad, this is weak, I think is what Aaron Judge said. You got Nick Markakis saying, uh, the Braves, Nick Markakis saying that every one of the Astros deserves a beating. Like, I mean... (laughs) There are, I mean, that's, I kind of like that if I'm baseball. Behind the scenes, I like that because that's the equivalent of the staged fight before a UFC, like on Radio Row at the Super Bowl, before that fight when they do their little kind of contrivance deal, or maybe we're going to see that with Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury during the weigh-in. You know, I recorded that, right? The the UFC Mm -hmm. thing. I was right there. My video had like a million views. With with the the fake yeah. UFC fight at Radio Row, I was there, like that was that was me. I record the video like I was standing. I was I was shocked. like they came out of nowhere. It was completely staged. It was completely set up. Um, and I record the whole thing. And UFC people got really angry with me for saying it was staged, but it totally was. I watched the whole thing happen. Um, uh, it was right by the ESPN Radio booth in the back corner of of, uh, of Radio Row. Um, it, it was yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. Um. I will give baseball this, man, is I don't think I've been this excited to watch that any team. I mean, the Giants, I'm a Giants fan. We're not exciting this year. I'll watch them opening day. But to watch the Astros play, I mean, I'm watching the Astros play. I think how many guys are going to get hit? How are they going to respond to to the booing this year, to the adversity? To There was a guy yesterday at spring training banging a trash can outside their, you know, during batting practice in, I don't, I don't know if they're in Arizona or they're in, they're in Florida. Um, you know, like, there's, it's going to be a wild baseball year from the Astros side. Uh, but, you know, they're getting, pub, you know, publicity toward baseball, which doesn't happen very often this time of year. Um, and this is one of those things, too, Jason, that for players – um, a lot of times when there's cheating, as far as and we most of the cheating we see now in sports happens on the college side, and I loosely call it cheating because I disagree with the way the NCAA handles a lot of these things. But it's hard to find like tangible evidence of you know recruiting violations leading to wins. Now I know you could say, well, the players on campus and therefore the teams, but you're still having to play the 
game, right? And the game is... is yeah, you made that point tainted. about Reggie Bush. Reggie yeah. Bush still had to go out there and rush for right. 300 he's, yards he's still, still in order for USC to win those games. And I think what's he had so to perform. Upsetting, right. I think what's so different about this scandal is that it, like, you have specific examples of where players benefited on a pitch or in a game or in a bat or in a series where you know the home road splits of the 2017 Astros in the World Series on the road they hit terribly at home they hit great and they didn't actually win all their home games nor did they win nor they lose all their away games in that series but there's actual proof of it happening there's there's you know someone suing a pitcher suing the Astros he's not going to win but you know people believe their careers were altered because of this. I, I'm sure I played against guys that did use. Well, that's not totally NFL. wrong, right? I mean, think about the yeah, managers I mean, I, I, that I, I, lost I think to the, the Astros. I think the lawsuit is not is, is not that much merit, but yes. Well, I'm I mean, not saying it's going to work. I'm saying, but I understand it probably did harm their livelihood. Well, I mean, I'm you sure, can think I'm of sure Dave Robertson, it, just the idea of the Dodgers not winning, and well, hey, why can't he win? Well, Petro said it yesterday. That Oral Hershiser told him that if you know what's coming, that's not even sports. Oh, it, it's like it's, that's having the great correct. sports almanac from old Biff in Back to the Future and betting for fifty years and becoming rich. Like, what is that? Like that that is not sport in any way, shape, right. or form. And this is why I think it bothers people so much in baseball and fans of of the sport is because you can actually see evidence of it impacting act game action. Like, actually see it. And that's why this is different, in my opinion, than anything else. And this is why we talked about yesterday. There's there's a wide range of of anything, right? Crimes of um, of anything, right? Even the way you love certain things in life, right? There's certain ranges of of love for this and love for that, love for your parents, love for your spouse, love for your kids. There's ranges of everything in life, and there's ranges of cheating, where we have people that use steroids, we have people that just steal signs normally in baseball. You know, there's always there's some deception, yeah. right? You know, guys playing with a scuff baseball, that's cheating. It's not. It's a little bit of cheating, but it's cheating. A guy has pine tar. I don't pine tar, that, all of it. I don't understand that, by the way. The pine tar being yeah. so high up on the bat, you're not hitting the ball with that part of the bat anyways. I've never understood that whole thing with the pine tar. Whatever. Um, you know, like George Brett, the 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 ball wasn't hitting the pine tar. I don't understand why that was such a big deal. Um, but nonetheless, it, it is. We'll save that. We'll have John Morosi on Friday. Maybe yeah, he'll be able to I, learn I, us on um, that. But, you know, so there's ranges of cheating, right? And this is at the, the top end. They used video technology, right? The technology we have now to record signs, feed it back to a, a monitor in their tunnel of their, between their clubhouse and their dugout decipher it they use a program to break it down and then signal it back to the players during the game like the, the sophistication of the cheating is so wide-ranging and that's why it's at the very top that's why people are so upset about it because look getting an edge in sports is always going to happen it happens in basketball it happens in football obviously it happens in baseball and there are certain levels of getting an edge you're allowed to have and that's socially acceptable this is beyond that because again i go back to the same point i keep making is there's actual proof that this helped players on certain pitches and other sports you know spygate for example in you know in, in the nfl there, there's no proof that we have that it helped the patriots win football games now they might have it internally the other teams might think it helped them it helped them win but like as a fan i cannot tell you the exact play where spygate helped the patriots win a game right but i can tell you 
the pitch that, that Altuve sat back on and smashed it for a home run to win game six of the, of the ALCS because you heard a trash can being banged, right? Like you can, you, there's a big difference in it. And that's why I think the reaction from players and fans is so different than other cheating scandals. 877 on Fox 996-6369. Uh, LeBron James needs to be put in Twitter hashtag <laughs> Oh, that's so bad. Oh, God, LeBron. Come on, man. Not only did we this. read that, listen, I know I don't play baseball, but I am in sports. But this was the hashtag <laughs> in the follow-up tweet as we go to break. Hashtag just my thoughts coming from a sports junkie, regardless my own sport I play. We'll be right back on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Another one of those examples of a band that I really wish I hadn't, like, waited to try and go see. That's that's burned me a couple of different times. The BC boys near the top of that list for sure. This is Outkick the Coverage. I'm Jason Martin along with Jeff Schwartz. He played eight years in the NFL. His brother's still playing. He's a Super Bowl champion. I'll continue to point that out. I know it's a good thing for the Schwartz households across the board. Jeff's at Jeff Schwartz. I'm at J Mart Zone. LeBron really, James is in sports. I really don't gain anything from that, by the way. Like I didn't I didn't like it's just I can just say my brother won the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, but it's cool though. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, totally. The one thing I so, will say is the only thing that bothered yeah, me those Chiefs fans were like, you know, you made this possible. I this I did nothing for this. <laughs> like, well, you set the way you played in 2013. I go, yeah, that really had no bearing whatsoever. You got Mister coming Kansas City. No, 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 they paid him the most money. That's why I went to Kansas City. Like, I didn't do anything for this. One thing we found out during the playoffs here in Nashville was when the Titans traveled to Baltimore and New England, they were treated. The fans weren't that nice to the visiting fans from nashville but kansas city was the opposite really chiefs fans could not have been more like nice and hey you guys had a great season to the to titans fans when they traveled to kansas city for the afc title game like the titans fans came back and said nothing but positive things about chiefs nation and how they were just kind of embraced and welcomed into that community which i I think is worth mentioning Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be um, I'm not surprised. The Chiefs have great fans. They have a great atmosphere. It's like a college atmosphere at their games. They tailgate in the like. I love driving into to games when I played there, and you could smell the barbecue like early in the morning. It's fantastic. So I love. So there's I love a, playing Arrowhead. LeBron James is in sports. I'm gonna go ahead and continue to point that out every segment for the remainder of the week because I don't want anyone to be murky on that topic. Are we? In I want sports? to make sure that we're. Me and you? I was trying to think about that because I was going to like retweet that or quote tweet it and say, I am tertiarily near sports, but I don't know if I, I guess, I mean, we make our living talking about sports. You were in sports like on the LeBron side. I'm certainly in the vicinity, in the zip code of sports. Maybe I'm in sports. 
I don't know, but I know that there's a lot of people out there with like five followers that are commenting on this baseball thing, and maybe they've played like a little league game in their life. But LeBron made it clear, <laughs> I have a take on baseball, even though I play basketball, and I want that known before I state <laughs> said take. I declare bankruptcy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Between that and the the, the hashtag, the hashtag this is was, just wild. It's I'm so unnecessary. Hashtag <sighs> just my thoughts coming from a sports junkie, regardless my own sport I play. That's that's an all timer right there. He also said you need to fix this for the sake of sports. What like is there a way to fix this? Like I mean I guess. What what he's suggesting is Manfred needs to go back and suspend these players, and we kind of yeah. just said in the last segment, now you can't put that genie back in the bottle. No, you can't now. I don't think you can. Um, yeah, that would be, I think, the way that most fans would feel that something is done is that you'd, you know, you'd punish. I, but I just don't. I, I just don't see that. I, I don't see that happening. Couple of stories that are out there that are. Well, we talked about Miles Garrett yesterday. I saw Shereen Williams and a couple of other people, and I think Pro Football Talk picked up this story as well, that John Dorsey, general manager at the time with the Browns, said that Miles Garrett immediately told him about the racial slur from Mason Rudolph. And it wasn't just him. He said it, he, that he told Dorsey, he told other coaches, and he told, is it Ogan Joby? I'm yeah. not sure how to pronounce his name properly. The defensive is, yeah. tackle said that it was a racial slur that set him off. And Dorsey tells the Akron Beacon Journal yesterday that Miles Garrett informed the team of his racial slur accusation postgame. Correct. This is what Dorsey said. It's the truth. And Dorsey had said in a prepared statement back when it happened, on November the 21st, he said Garrett, quote, was open and honest with us about the incident from the start, unquote. This still doesn't, like, I don't know exactly what Dorsey has to gain by saying something that's not true here. So I'm certainly not I'm not for sure that it didn't happen either. Um, I still find it hard to believe that in this day and age we would not have known about that immediately. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's my whole thing about this. And by the way, he didn't tell the whole team because they interviewed the whole team at Open Locker Room, um, and only one person, which is Larry Obanjogi, was the only one who said that he was told that Miles Garrett, you know, that Miles Garrett told him this. No one else on the team knew this because they asked Baker, they asked Odell, they asked all their no one had heard any of this. I'm telling you guys, if this would have been said, the entire team would have known about it right when it happened. And they would have known about it. Twitter would have known about it. I mean, this is you know, there was a, a member of the media who tweeted right after this happened. I you know, I I bet Mason Rudolph said something he shouldn't have said, right? And that tweet was deleted because it was Well, yeah, I, I thought that too. Yeah, I mean, I thought that, I knew that was going to pop up on Twitter and because it, it, that's it's the easy, easy place to go. Correct, especially because of his political leanings and kind of where we are in society right now with with kind of the way we talk to each other. Um, and I, I knew it was this couldn't be coming, but that tweet was deleted because there was no proof that it happened. People would have loved to get the story out there, and Miles Garrett had a reason to tell the story right after it happened. Like, there's no, the idea that he you know, would wait five days and therefore the story would get better for him seems kind of silly. This is something that you, that right away, if you had told people this, the narrative of what happened that night changes. And so Immediately. I, just, I just don't, 
Because, well, let's, I mean, let's make no bones about it. The media would have glommed onto this story as oh fast as they God. possibly could and full-throated. They would have put both hands. They, they'd have been so excited about I know that sounds, it sounds harsh and it sounds really cynical, but let's be real. But you're not. The you're leftist media want, would have been just fine with that story being true. They would have loved to have been able to go after the white athlete in this case. Well, I, I think. But, but yeah, but even the other side would have would have would have. It would have been. A, it would have been a story on thing on both sides. It would have been a national story on both sides because then obviously Mason Rudolph would have denied it, and then it would have been a he said she, he said he said, and we, we know the other side would have picked it up as well, right? Of you know the same discussion we're having now about it. But would have happened right away on on the other side. I mean, this would have been a national story. Would have been picked up on the news networks, the big news networks, for weeks. Um, and again, I just in my experience of being in a locker room for so many years, it just doesn't seem very plausible that Miles Garrett, said, that Mason Rudolph, said this, and it wasn't made public till it was leaked from the NFL side. I just, I, I, again, I'm not calling Miles Garrett a liar because I think that that the most plausible thing is he thought he heard something. But what did he when he whisper to him when he was there on top of Well, wait of each a second other? though, like, Jeff. If he thought he heard something, still you would say that. Like you would immediately say, Hey, this is what I heard. I, yeah, I, Even I if you there, think because you have to find a way to excuse that, and you have to find a way to excuse that immediately because once the agenda is set, once the topic is set, once the narrative is set, once the debate shows know where they're going, you've already lost the argument. In the public sphere. If he thought that, and that's what caused him to do it, then the first thing that he should have done is told everybody within the sound of his voice, hey, he said X, Y, and Z, and I lost my head. And maybe I shouldn't have, but I lost my head, and I lost it because of this. But that's not what he did at all. And then it came out days after, right when the suspensions, or even after the suspensions were being levied, and then it's just kind of weird that John Dorsey is saying this now. Again, I'm not calling John Dorsey a liar because... I don't know whether or not he told him or not. It just seems very curious, the timing. I'm, I'm trying to figure out why Dorsey would say this now. I mean, the suspension's over. At this point in time, who cares? Um, I, I, I think he's just trying to back his dude. Like, I don't... I, I, I guess there is... Look, again, this all comes down to, obviously... Look, obviously... Um, Miles Garrett told some people about this, right? And it becomes down to who do you believe? And also, you know, only two people know what happened, which is him and Mason Rudolph. Both sides, you know, one person said it happened, one obviously denied it. Mike Tomlin said it didn't happen. John Dorsey said it happened. I think it becomes, it comes down to what you believe, who you believe. And again, I don't... Having been I don't think it's. Well, I don't think it's who you believe. I think it's what you want to believe. Well, it's well, which for, side uh, you well, want to believe. Well, that's that's true for a lot of people. I'm saying for personally, for me, it comes down to who do I believe, and and just like I said, for so many years, for so many weeks now, what I experienced in a locker room would lead me to believe this would have been news right away, and then it wasn't because it wasn't. I tend to believe it wasn't said. Yeah. See, I'm I'm on I'm on your side. On that front, I just I can't believe this would not have come out immediately. I can't believe that. Like, what would what's the benefit of not letting this immediately find its way into the public sphere? Like, I, I can get okay. You told your team or whatever. Would the team then say, "Hey, don't don't actually use that excuse Man, when I, you talk to the media"? Like, I that doesn't make that any this, sense. There's a lot of 
of ways to get this out to the public. And there's a lot of people willing to leak it. I, so again, I just, of course, I don't believe this, that this wasn't, I don't believe this was said in this manner that he said it, it was. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Clay will be back on Monday. Jeff Schwartz, Jason Martin in. We're in today. We're in tomorrow and Friday. And we are loaded with guests tomorrow. Uh, should have a, a fun show to be sure. Dr. David Chow will be among the guests on the program tomorrow. Jeff, I did go. We had uh, someone tweet us and ask if we had went and looked at Mitch Williams' Twitter feed. We had looked at um, Yeah, it's a lot. It's a bit of a tweet storm. Check that out during the break. I was looking at it here. I, it's also not threaded, <laughs> is it? Like no, like some of these, like some of these old folks. Yeah, can't thread your tweets, my my my, uh, my friends. Like you, you even number them either. But he also went. He also went like multiple months without tweeting. He last it was August twenty first was his last tweet, and then um, they went. Jeez, this is hard. it's hard to read because there's no. He didn't thread these. Oh, ugh. Yeah, Sorry. that's a that's a that's a rookie Twitter move. Uh, you would not expect something like that from LeBron James because uh, LeBron James is in sports. Yeah, Doesn't play baseball, um, but he's in sports. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's bad. The uh, God, the people already. The, I knew I went to his Mitch Williams mentions, and the, the people are just crushing. They're uh, poor guy. Yeah, you got to watch yourself. You got to watch well, yourself on these Twitter streets. They're crushing them for you know the nineteen ninety three. This is so bad. Yes. Why? Come on, people. That's so long ago. Can we stop doing that? It won't be so long until we're back. We're going to go ahead and take our final break. We'll come back on the flip side. Stick with us. Tweet Jeff at Jeff Schwartz. Tweet me at J Mart Zone. We'll be right back here on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Take the coverage. We're finishing up on a Wednesday. By we, I mean me, Jason Martin, on Twitter at JMartZone, along with Jeff Schwartz. He's at Jeff Schwartz. He's in Dallas. Clay Travis is back on Monday. Maybe something we'll get into more tomorrow. But local ratings for 27 of the NBA's 30 teams, not included Utah, Memphis, and Toronto, at least in this report. Ratings data compiled by the Sports Business Journal. 27, those 27 squads are down 13% on their local regional sports networks, 14 of the 27 experiencing wow. significant declines in viewership. Ratings nationally have dropped by 12%. 10% on ESPN, 13 on TNT, 16 on ABC, so 12 is your average there. That's not good. It's really not. Golden State Warriors ratings have declined by 66% regionally, which well, yeah, yeah I can probably understand that. If you're trying to lose and you've gone from what they've been, yeah. it's been a penthouse to outhouse situation to say the least. But maybe something we can get into tomorrow as the second half of the NBA season cranks up, Jeff. Tomorrow, actually, is when the games begin again. 
Uh, people are just not. I thought that there was going to be more excitement in this regular season because of how many stars were being spread around in a lot of different locales, and it just yeah. has not turned out to be that way. And I think it again comes down to a lengthy season and a postseason that goes forever, where you know that everybody that's good is already going to make it because half the league gets into the playoffs to begin with. Well, then that's the problem right there, right? Is that, and we talked about this earlier in the show. But it's worth reiterating again the difference between football and other sports is football has a huge sense of urgency, right? You play you know, 12 games in college, you play a 16 NFL, each week feels important. And the NBA doesn't feel that way. Like to your point, and it's exactly true. I'm a Lakers fan, right? I've watched, I think, one full Lakers game this year. Because I know, first of all, the time difference is very tough out on the East Coast, but I sure. know that come the Western Conference Finals, I'll get at the minimum four games, but probably seven of Lakers Clippers. And like I, I know that's gonna happen. I already know it's gonna happen. I know in the East probably the Bucks, right? The Celtics maybe. I mean like the Sixers, like you know the teams are gonna be in there. And in other sports, you don't know that, right? The Niners had four wins a year before and were in the Super Bowl. The Washington Nationals won the World Series last year. Like you don't know this. In in basketball, it just feels like we know exactly what's going to happen. And also when you have, you know, the best player, Kawhi Leonard, just skip half his games, how are you as a fan, are you going to be excited to watch the product on the, the, the court if you feel the players don't even care about it? And you're definitely not buying tickets. That's another problem. It's like, why would you spend the money for your family of four to go to an NBA game, even if one of the great teams is coming to your market, knowing that that might be a time where they low yeah. manage and don't play. Exactly. That's another significant yeah. issue. I don't know exactly how to even address that. I, I guess I, there's a way Adam Silver could find a way around it, but I mean, you could always yeah, come up yeah. with fake injuries. You have to. I mean, you almost have to refund if they do the load management, right? But obviously they don't blame it on load management. They blame it on some sort of injury that they have. And, and what's really interesting about the, the regional sports networks being down is that in baseball, it's the opposite, right? National numbers are down, but regional numbers are up, and therefore, you know, basically it's keeping baseball going because the regional numbers continue to be up every year because it's a very regionalized sport, right? St. Louis loves the Cardinals. You know, the, you know, the LA, the Dodgers have a weird TV deal, but LA, you know, they like their Dodgers. And you don't have, I think, that same connection at times with NBA teams because it feels all so predetermined. It does, and it doesn't feel like there is parity there, even though you do see some teams elevate in, and there are maybe more there may be more parity in terms of the champions over the last three decades than maybe some people would think, but it always appears to be dominated by a very select few. And just again, I think that rarity makes something feel much more essential, which goes back to the idea that we the XFL is never going to feel essential. It actually harms the rarity of football, but it doesn't harm the rarity of elite football. We still see a major difference between what we see during a college or an NFL season in high end games in particular than the best that the NFL or that the XFL could offer. The best game that the XFL could offer is still going to pale in comparison to even an average NFL game. And people were telling me the speed is exactly like the NFL. <laughs> they were saying that it, I know no. it's just like I mean, you you tell me that as as an observer as somebody no. that played it. They said the XFL speed. Some of the players. And the XFL were saying, this speed's exactly what I experienced in the NFL. No. And I'm just no, like, well, no. what else are you going to say? But that ain't the same game no, that I've been watching. And by the way, folks, 
the best X, you know, the best XFL team is never beating an NFL team. That's very obvious. The be, the, but the best, you know, but I'll give you this though. The best XFL team is probably beating LSU. I think people have gone overboard in the other direction now on that, on that topic as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's just not the same guys. It's, it's okay for them to be different. It's, oh, doesn't mean we're haters. I watch the XFL. I'm fine with it. But as far as viability and how long it's going to last, I'm with Jason. I don't think we see a second champion of the XFL. I don't. I, I don't. I just I don't see Vince's pride being able to sustain him just being some kind of a feeder league. And I don't know that there's enough talent out there that wants to be fed in terms of I don't know that there's enough that's gonna be fed. I just don't know that there's enough that like if you lose quarterbacks to the NFL, which I don't think you're gonna do, who are you replacing them with? That's a frightening thought in itself. Tomorrow we're going to have fun. Dr. David Chow, Frank Isola, scheduled to join us on the program. NBA second half of the season starts up. We want to get into the Tom Brady issue, what we think might happen there. Also, some of the other free agents. Are the Eagles going to target Amari Cooper? That's been out there this morning as well. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!